0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to the between the stitches podcast part of the phenomenal fan media group baseball only show talking baseball all the time my name is ryan welcome back to the show it's going to be a short and quick one because we wanted to quickly touch on what is going on in san francisco Let's get into it. Welcome to Between the Stitches, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Two former college teammates talking about what they know best baseball. really quick it's not going to chop off too much but we've had some big developments going on in baseball right we talked about carlos correa we talked about the trade we talked about previously how he had gotten signed to the giants everybody thought he was going to the giants it was reported there was an agreement between the player and the team and it fell through I wanted to find this article for you guys. Uh Because apparently Carlos Correa was getting dressed. <clears throat> Having arrived the previous day in San Francisco, Carlos Correa woke up on Tuesday Dressed to impress for his 11 a.m. Pacific Time introductory news conference as the new shortstop of the Giants. This news conference never happened. Like the Brian Windhorst meme, right? Now, why would that be? By late in the evening, Correa was the third baseman for the Mets. What happened in between, will go down as the biggest undoing of a contract agreement in baseball. and the moment, the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, officially became the most influential owner in the sport. Scott Bordis, the agent for Correa, says the Giants had an initial conversation Monday, he told him Tuesday morning that they had concerns regarding the review of Correa's medical information. He says those concerns were not about Correa's back. In 2019, Correa only played 75 games while suffering from a lower back injury. He has played in 89% of his team's games since then. Boris says the club identified something in his history that, for whatever reason, gave them doubts about signing off on the 13-year, $350 million contract. So, well, let's keep going here. Uh, so that's something that's a current issue. Boris is blah blah blah. In agreeing to give the Giants more time for medical review, Boris said he asked the Giants to decide around 1 or 1.30 p.m. local time. He says he told the club, if you're not prepared to execute the letter of agreement by then, let us know because we will then need to engage with other teams. They said, fine. By 1 p.m., the Giants informed Boris they were not prepared to execute the letter of agreement, effectively putting Correa back on the market. It was reported, by the way, all over social media and everywhere that the press conference was canceled. The Giants were supposed to have this press conference. It got canceled. And the word sort of got out that it was because of something medical, because they found something that was a little bit cautious, or, you know, something they just didn't love. So they wanted to keep it under wraps if I had to make my best assumption, and they just couldn't do it. So then Korea has this press conference, and it doesn't happen. They find something medically. They don't want to sign him anymore. And it doesn't sound like Correa or Boris were very quick to be like, all right, we'll give these guys the benefit of the doubt. We'll renegotiate. It was like, forget these guys. We are moving on. We're done. We are not going to entertain anything with the Giants anymore. Now, I understand he's going to probably get less money with the Giants. And we don't know for sure or initially if once the Mets came in with their offer that the Giants were able to come back and match it. But what's concerning on this first part of this and most recent part of this Giants saga of missing out on a player is why is it that they seem to be the only ones that were finding an issue or the only ones that had a big enough issue to completely nullify the agreement they had with Correa? Because the Mets must have access to the same information. Now, if it comes out in the weeks... Or the days coming up that Correa gets a physical at the Mets and it's like the same issue? Correa's got a torn UCL. I don't know. Whatever the case would be. I I don't know what it is. Uh, But if it comes up again, then we know it's a Correa thing. But if the Mets sign Correa and it goes through and everything's fine and Correa shows up next year and plays 145 games, what is going on in San Francisco? In fact, if I was the Giants at this point, I would probably go on record and go public with what they had found because, A, they need to make themselves look better and justify the reasoning behind basically canceling the contract, and B, they need to make the Mets maybe look kind of stupid for putting up all this money. So they, they fall out of the contract agreement with Carlos Correa. By 1 p.m., the Giants informed Boris they were not going to execute the letter of agreement, putting him back on the free agent market. Boris began contacting other clubs about Correa's availability. He says he spent four or five hours negotiating with Steve Cohen, who was enjoying dinner at an Ana Martini in Hawaii. Scott Boris asked Cohen, do you have three alls for a third baseman? And the two of them briefly discussed Correa just before Correa reached an agreement with the Giants. Though Boris says they did not exchange terms then, this time they agreed on a 12-year $315 million deal. It was 3.15 a.m. Wednesday in New York, and they closed the deal. Steve Cohen has signed nine free agents at a cost of $806 million this year, as we talked about in our previous episode. According to Baseball perspective, the, uh, prospectus, the Mets payroll for next year is $384 million, which incurs a luxury tax, tax of $111 million. Cohen will pay more in taxes next season than seven teams are paying in payroll. The luxury tax system began blah, blah, blah. So. Horace is also quoted in here saying that he's a shortstop who's uh, always wanting or he is a shortstop who is always going to go to third base at some point he's going to a club with a chance to win now and he's a player who always always loved the vibe of new york city and playing in new york city Uh, that to me that kind of stuff means just nothing it's just air uh of course they're going to say nice things about the city that they're going to but then you piggyback it with what's what went on with aaron judge Right. You got John Heyman tweeting out arson judge going to the Giants. Of course, he then corrects his tweet because apparently his fat fingers couldn't type or he didn't take the one millisecond it would take to read through the five words he typed out. So he fires off an arson judge to the Giants tweet, deletes it, retypes Aaron judge appears to be headed to San Francisco or to the Giants. Then a few minutes later, he puts out, I appear to have jumped the gun. Who is in San Francisco that is causing these issues? What is it that's causing these issues? Is it Scott Boris? Is it the players? Is it the taxes in California? I mean, there's a, many, there's a multitude of reasons why it's possible that a team like the Giants could miss out so badly... On two of the biggest potential contributors, players, free agents, in recent history in the sport, with the Correa situation, they had an agreement. They had an agreement in place and done. With Judge, it sounds like it sounds like they had some sort of agreement. To the point where something got reported to John Heyman, and he had the confidence in his source to put out Aaron Judge appears to be headed to the Giants. And now, he's not going to the Giants, is not going to the Giants, and the Giants have Jock Peterson and Mitch Hanniger. Those are their big splashes this offseason. Both actually very good players, by the way. That's no disrespect to them. But in comparison to a guy like Correa and a guy like Judge, I mean, what do you want me to say? How, how does it happen to Giants fans? I mean, if I'm a Giants fan, first of all, I'm not. As you can clearly see if you're watching on YouTube or you're streaming live, and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you probably know by now, but I am a Padres fan. Die hard, live and die uh, Padres fan and then i mentioned the taxes thing in san francisco right like oh maybe it's the taxes maybe these players like i don't know minutes before they found i don't know that doesn't make sense though that's that, that that wouldn't make sense because correa was getting dressed to go to his press conference with the giants so that's not it maybe that's the case for judge though judge also made it seem like in his press conference today in which he by the way was named the captain of the new york yankees congratulations there and judge he basically kind of smirked on his face when answering questions and addressing the situation that it seemed as most people speculated that he was never actually going to leave the Yankees. Uh, And people talked about the speculation about the Padres potentially offering him more than the Yankees. Don't think that happened. But even if the Padres would have, I don't think there's a chance he leaves New York. The market's too big. The opportunities outside of the sport itself are too big. And he just wanted to leverage the other offers that he was going to probably be receiving from these other teams to stay with the Yankees and get a lot more money. Because they initially offered him a big contract at the beginning of the season. Big meaning lots of money, but still not anywhere near what he ended up actually getting. So with both guys, the point on each of those stories is... It doesn't seem like taxes would be the issue, but we sit here thinking of and trying to figure out reasons why one team would have so many issues with two of the biggest players. And it's not like maybe the worst issues ever. It's not bad that the Giants are doing their due diligence and trying to make sure that the guys that they're signing and investing in with this much money are healthy. It's not a bad thing that they're doing their, their behind the scenes investigations and work to make sure it's a good investment. That's not a problem but how do they offer a guy that much money and not know that something like this would come up? And how do they not also... I feel like there has to be a little bit better negotiation because, or, or something a little bit deeper has to be going on. Because A, why would the Mets just immediately offer him almost the same amount of money and same contract? They must know that something's going on when Boris and Steve Cohen were negotiating. Boris had to have told him. Because I'm sure Steve Cohen asked him, "Uh, what's going on? Why did the deal fall through? Oh, well, this is all hypothetical. I have no idea what's going on. This is just a fake conversation. But whatever the injuries made up. But I'm assuming or hoping this conversation happened uh, for Steve Cohen's sake. What happened? Why'd the deal fall through? Oh, uh, well, Giants gave him a physical. They saw some damage in his elbow, apparently, but it's damage that he's had his entire career. It's something that he's been dealing with and working on. Uh, And he's been going through some treatment for it. He's been doing some stem cell injections, rehab, and he's just monitoring and maintaining this injury, but he's played with it. Oh, okay, says Steve Cohen. Okay, yeah. Okay, fine. Perfect. I'm sure he trusts Boris enough. And Boris, in all honesty, has to be negotiating in good faith. Otherwise, he'd lose a lot of credibility. So my question is, why is there such a gap, what appears to be, between the Giants front office and what they feel like is is a legitimate enough injury to nullify a contract and the Mets? And maybe the Mets don't know yet. Maybe the Mets are going to find out. but the biggest concern about the entire thing to me is just in general what exactly is going on in San Francisco because what it's giving as far as vibes to me what it seems like is happening or what it feels like is like the Giants front office the GM it's like it feels like they're all like first time uh you know like ownership first-time gm like uh like a ftx situation where it's like a bunch of young inexperienced people that get put into a situation of high leverage and high power and then when push comes to shove and situations actually have to be handled uh things fall through because of lack of experience lack of research you know lack of of uh i guess you could say preparation or or uh like planning Right. I mean, it's like the Giants just are like, here's all this money. And then they maybe like don't have it. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what could have happened. And I don't think ever anybody will ever actually know. It may come out at some point, you know, if the Giants ownership or GM has to hold a press conference, like, "Hey, you know, yeah, we saw some damage." But it's 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 a it's a it's a HIPAA violation. I feel like if you disclose somebody's medical history, I don't know though. Is it? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Giants. I'm a Padres fan, so I mean, I don't care that much. I mean, sucks for them. Uh. I don't really feel bad for them. I mean, they had their three world championships in the last, you know, decade. So I, I, I really, I don't f- really feel bad for them. Uh, but I just want to know what's going on. Uh, because th- this is, seems to be just a very, very weird situation. Something that just doesn't happen with such a, f- I feel like such a prestigious organization and franchise just doesn't feel right. Something weird feels like it's going on with the giants. Uh maybe it's I don't know. I again, I dude, I've speculated this entire time in this entire video and episode. And I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. And I don't care. Because as mu- much as I you know, you want the best for everybody. You don't want to actually wish bad things upon people, but if the Dodgers struggle, if the Giants struggle, if the Rockies struggle, and if the Diamondbacks struggle. As a Padres fan, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, there's really no no place in professional sports and in Major League Baseball for their, th- there's no wiggle room. There's no place for like excuses or mistakes or, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, results-based business and in this case the giants aren't producing the results of or the giant's front office i should say is not producing the results of bringing in high level free agency talent that's going to improve their team so sucks for them it is what it is um if you guys enjoyed this episode thanks for tuning in and uh otherwise we'll catch you guys on another episode of Between the Stitches. And I guess, go Padres, but Giants, what the hell's going on? Thanks for listening to Between the Stitches. Follow Phenomenal Fan Media on social media for more. And subscribe on Patreon for exclusive content.